1: If you love
2: Star Wars and love the excitement of chasing your favorite Star Wars collectibles, the Star Wars Digital Card Trader collecting app from Tops is for you. Download the free app from iTunes or Google Play and collect your favorite images from the classic 1977 Star Wars cards to Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, The Force Awakens, and much more. Collect and trade with friends new and old through the Star Wars Digital Card Trader collecting app from Tops. These are the cards you're looking for
0: listening to coffee with kenobi you are with danzy and cory club the podcast you're looking for this is (laughs) for an entire generation people have experienced star wars the only way it's been possible on the tv screen but if you've only seen it this way you haven't seen it at all
2: this is the podcast you're looking
3: for
0: we've been waiting for you is strong here,
3: even stronger than the coffee.
0: At last, where have you been?
3: Welcome
1: to Coffee with Kenobi. Here are your hosts, Dan Z and Corey Club. Corey, it's time again for one of my very favorite parts about Coffee with Kenobi. It is our, our Patreon chat. We have our Patreon winner here, Jason Hall, uh, who's been uh, very gracious to us. Um, all around great guy, family man, Star Wars fan. And as you know, uh, on this show, the winner gets to pick the topic. They uh, run the show. They're the ones who, you know, bring out the coffee, the sugar, the cream, all that good stuff. And then we just roll with it, don't we?
2: That's right. And, uh, you know, it's it's folks like Jason Hall who are, are, you know, big enough to uh, step forward and help us out um, financially through Patreon and really appreciate that. So, folks who are looking to, uh, you know want to put forth um, some monetary effort to to help us out and boost the show a little bit we appreciate sure all the folks who do that each and every month and uh, then again you know the Jason well, got, got his name picked out of a hat and uh, boom here he is uh, hosting a show just for for us and uh, we can be more excited so yeah without further ado here
1: is Mr. Jason Hall
3: hi guys uh, thanks to Dan and Corey for having me on
1: of course. Well, thank thank you for being a part. And uh, like Corey said, uh, we're really grateful for everything you do for us and for the show. And we know you're a big podcasting fan and you've got a great show outline for us. So take it away, sir.
3: Yes, I was uh, wanting to discuss uh, how the new anthologies and or new canon changed the way people kind of watch and or feel about the original trilogy. Just maybe discuss that with you guys a little bit.
1: Sure, Corey. What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I I kind of come from that middle ground of I didn't grow up in the seventies and I didn't see Star Wars in the theater, so it's hard for me to, to pull that original feeling back in. But when I think about Star Wars, I think about um, you know all that that old canon stuff, uh, you know, and resonates with me, I guess, as a fan. Uh, and like you said, Jason, you know, all this new stuff coming in. Uh, kind of the switch over a few years back well' it's more than a few, I guess uh, since Disney bought out Lucasfilm, um, you know, they kind of came with a new Canon and, and you know, it, it's interesting I think because uh, there's, there's such a rich galaxy out there for star Wars. And, you know, just when I think everything's kind of been done or stories are already been told, uh, the new Canon we we've been given uh, has really opened new doors. I think for me uh, as a fan uh, throughout the years and it really hasn't really bothered me, I guess, a lot, I guess, comparing it to the original trilogy. It's, it's almost heightened it for me. I mean, I got a lot of that out of Rogue One. It showed that it could kind of take that that off-kilter um, road a little bit and be able to tell a Star Wars story uh, and the film medium. But also, you know, we, we see a lot of that in the books um, and the merchandising and things like that, the comics and stuff. I was really hyped all that and really bring a lot of uh you know growth and value to a lot of the characters we love.
1: So w- when you guys uh, both say new canon are are you both referring to when Lucasfilm came out and said, "Hey, we've got a new vision for the company. We have what we call a story group now. The comics and the books are all part of the canonical Star Wars universe." Is that what you both mean by new canon?
3: Yeah, that's I was a Legends guy prior Oh, okay. and read a lot of the books and that kept uh, it kind of Star Wars going I'm one of the, your guys old podcasts you talked about there was a dry spell for Star Wars fans
1: yeah
3: some people don't even know about you know or oh. never will and it's like I read a lot of books whether they were canon or not I mean that that term gets thrown around but right now I think we're in a good time where everything has continuity right and you can say that well at the beginning of episode four, we just saw Vader this presence come onto this ship. Well, now, when my me and my daughter watch it, she's like, Oh, that's this is the part right after Vader was attacking that ship and chasing Leia. And I'm like, Man, you're right. You know, there's a new there's a new story there for people to know about and Tarkin being in Rogue One, as Corey was alluding to Rogue One has a lot of things in it. That kind of gives some more meat to the story of these characters that I just kind of had to guess what was going on prior to it.
1: Well, and so then it's cool that you brought this topic up because you are a big fan of the Legends line. So for you, how, how did you feel when you when you heard this announcement? I remember the announcement because I actually was sick. I had pneumonia of all things, which I I'd never had had before or since. And I was laying in bed and I was, you know, exhausted. And so I, you know, I was reading or trying to, and I was in between snoozing away. Um, and I saw the announcement on Twitter and I watched the video that Timothy's on and John Jackson Miller. And they said, a new Dawn was going to be the first canonical Star Wars novel. And I was pumped. I was thrilled, actually, because I as much as I liked the Legends line, I knew that there was more. I felt like there was going to be more. And so it didn't it hit me the way that other people did who were completely loyal, like Randy and Luke from Legends Library. Of course, they they love the Legends line. But how about you? Were you were you happy? Were you sad? Where, where were you?
3: Uh, I was like, I was excited. I mean, I still have some of those Legends books and I go back to them. Some of the stories are good to me. But I mean, I like the idea, like you said, the story group. I love that idea that it trickles down from a single unit that knows what's going on. I mean, the legends they had great stories and everything and whether it was real or not. I mean, those authors made great books, I thought. So, but I was excited for it, it a new slate and all that. I mean, can't be too bad and it hasn't been bad. I don't think.
1: that has been great. And I, I, lo- I loved, uh, there was plenty of, uh, to me, like when a new legends book would come out, I would, to me, it was like, it was appointment reading Unless there was a topic like I, I didn't get super into the stuff with uh, uh, the 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 twins of Han and Leia and and all of that stuff and that that Jedi Order and then the, that ginormous series towards the end before they kind of rewrap things. So I, it was kind of hit or miss for me. What about you, Corey? Yeah, it's I didn't read a whole lot of canon books. Um, we all oh, like Plagueis, uh, I think that's fair to say.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the other thing too. It's a lot of those stories, like you said, Jason, are kind of beholden to me, and it, it really kind of tells me what kind of fandom I had back then. And it was interesting because that's what, like you said, that's all I kind of had to go on and built my fandom on those things, uh, along with the films themselves and the, the toys and such. So I already had this, you know, these storylines in my own head, just playing and being a kid, and, and of course reading the books. Um, you know, having that switch it didn't, it, just, it didn't hurt me too bad because I think they're really, like they said, they mine a lot of that stuff that already exists. We've seen that happen a lot with Thrawn most recently in rebels. And a lot of the things from rogue one, um, a lot of things from, you know, a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, they're kind of peppering in a lot of the characters we kind of see and, in, and in, in the places we kind of enjoy reading about. So I think it's, it's something I think will always stay with me as a fan. I don't like, I don't, and I see it. There's there's a, there's a dividing line. I guess if you want to talk about a dividing line, there is for me as a fan. But I think I like that. I like that clean slate. It's, it's not starting over. It's just it's starting a new a new era uh, for Star Wars.
3: I want to talk about uh, growing up with Star Wars um, all over again, like through our children and how they absorb all this amazing galaxy or universe.
1: That to me, that's. That's why Star Wars is Lucas is such a genius because i got to watch the Clone Wars the last couple of seasons with my older boys uh, who are in their teens now, and as much as I loved watching it with them through their eyes and the questions and they would have and the conversations we would have and just the excitement of getting around the TV and watching Clone Wars with them, it just made it amazing. I remember one time uh we were out look we went to a bunch of different stores Walmart and Target to find Star Wars toothbrushes because that was when they first had come out. And that was just so <laughs> yeah. fun for me because I spent so much of my college and high school and in younger years going out hunting for these things. And they have it with the boys and to see them kind of get that excitement about that, you know, that that kind of adrenaline you get when you're as a collector, when you go to find things and you hope you get to that aisle before someone else does and grab something off the pegs. And to me, it just, it just makes it so much better. And then with our, our little one, he likes Star Wars. He likes rescue bots. He likes all the fun, you know, little kid stuff. And the way he reacts or even just the way he pronounces words. Last night uh, we were getting ready for bed and I was reading to him. And before he, we, he like fell asleep, he goes, daddy, can you get Kanan? Because we have this giant Kanan figure. It's probably about 18 inches tall on top mm-hmm. of his bookshelf. So we Tall than him, huh? Yeah. No, no. He's tall. <laughs> he's tall for his age. Um, he he laid it and he was like hugging it while, while we were reading. And I thought, oh, that is so, that's so cute. So it, it it means a lot to me. what I mean, what about you guys?
3: Like you're saying, they get excited about it or whenever she wants to watch episode seven, that's her Star Wars movie. And that's when she likes watching and just the way they get excited about things. And she's real big into, you know, the Lego sets and we're into the Nerf guns and stuff like that.
1: So do you guys like have um like times we just run around and have a little nerf nerf adventures together as father and daughter. Oh yeah,
3: it gets it gets pretty good and when we we make up stories and they're always based off of I'll use John Williams soundtracks on a like a bluetooth speaker and we'll uh have music and everything and every story we start we always end up in a cantina looking for somebody. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, and we got the music playing and everything. It's great. See, that's fun too it's uh, you know
2: having my own kids and, and early on too when they were younger just exposing them to things i was interested in and i always thought like you know i'm not going to push anything on them you know i'm not going to let this right you know drive uh, you know their fandom if they want to be interested in them, they are if they're not then okay you know it's no big deal but uh, you know it's one of those things like you know here's some of my old stuff or here's some things that i've got you can just have it that's kind of how i played it like you know here here's something you can just have to play with or you know, here's a here's a movie I like to watch. You want to just want to watch it with me, type thing. You know, or I'll be talking about it. And they're, hey, what what are you talking about? You know, but I think the biggest thing, like I said, Jason, is the, is the imagination that drives and continues to drive, uh, and and young kids uh, and just helps them explore. Uh, you know, the heroes, the villains, the storylines, create and just uh, you know, have, have fun and enjoy that. And I think that creates such a big enjoyment out of their childhood. And that's what we all did as kids. We, you know, imagined things and growed uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, new things out of that. And that's what grew into our fandom that we have nowadays. And now we're all, you know, dads sitting around and, and laughing and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, your son will come with you or your daughter will come to you with a, a lightsaber. And, you know, it's on, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a matter of just, you know, you, you don't, you don't hesitate and it's, it's so much fun and there's a smile on their face. And, you know, it's something that you really can't describe as far as, um, you know, being a star Wars fan, but also, you know, having a family and, and raising children. Um, it's an experience I think that, um, will constantly be growing in star Wars. And, uh, you know, as the films come out and like you mentioned, you know, rogue one and, and you now here we come with the next star Wars, a film coming out number episode eight. Uh, it's just going to grow bigger and bigger, and soon, you know, we'll have generations of of you know, grandpas and grandmas, you know, <laughs> getting it
1: on the fun too. So uh, that's what I look forward to. And plus, like we have great moments, like uh, for you and I'm sure Jason has experiences too, uh, where it's the middle of night and you're walking uh, in your house to get something and it's dark, and you step on one of your kids' Star Wars Legos with <laughs> your bare feet.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's a rite of passage right there. It's true. It seems like at nighttime those turn into adamantium and they're extremely <laughs> extremely hard. I don't know what happens, but they move, of course. True. Whoever knows
2: <laughs> they every time the lights go off, all the toys move in your path and
1: you know, it's like a
3: <laughs> There's lot, no lot. give in a Lego.
1: They pierce the skin. <laughs> That's correct. That's right. It's adamantine is a very good description for sure. <laughs> so you also you had a number of questions that you wrote uh that I thought would be fun for all three of us to answer. Okay. These were good. Uh, okay. a
3: well, uh, dream job at Lucas? With you know, no background no anything, just something. Dream job at Lucasfilm.
1: What, what about you, Jason? What would What would you say?
3: I love the concept art side. I always buy the concept art books. I love the the the, the hatching of these ideas and those those artists. Just some of the stuff they come up with that doesn't make it to. Film or anything like that. Some of those drawings or their ideas are just are they're awesome. I love them. That that would be my dream job. Are you an artist? uh no, I just no. I mean, besides me and my daughter drawing (laughs) now.
1: If you are a huge Star Wars fan, and let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. And if you love collecting Star Wars, the Star Wars Card Trader app from Topps is for you. The best part, the Star Wars Card Trader app features
2: incredible images from the original trilogy, the prequels, the Clone Wars, Rebels, and The Force Awakens. Every era you love is included on the app.
1: It's easy and a lot of fun, too. Beloved characters, key scenes, and unforgettable moments are in every pack. Open the app every day and get free credits to spend on card packs from the cantina trade with your friends and make new ones along the way as you continue to add to your star wars collection and it's all free the variety makes it fun too so chase what you love
2: some of the latest packs include poster series classic comic book series helmet variety packs and so much more there are even exclusive cards you can get by completing sets as well as special inserts and even autograph opportunities don't worry about missing the cards you love either as you sign up for notifications right
1: on the app. The Star Wars Digital Card Trader Collecting App from Tops can be downloaded for free from iTunes or Google Play. Be sure to download the app and start your collection today. The Star Wars
2: Digital Card Trader App from Tops is available now. And remember, these are the cards you're looking for. What about you, Corey? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's a difficult question, I think, because... It's it's almost kind of your mind kind of have to explode a little bit and kind of come down and think oh man I'm actually working for you know the entertainment business and working for a franchise I I just love and I think it comes down to maybe maybe the concept art but I, I'm an artist too and I like design and I get so much enjoyment out of like you know seeing how an actor will take a line or something and and I, I maybe get into the writing of, of some some of the stuff and maybe it's the essence of uh, writing some of the scripts, um, working in the story group. I, I think I'd probably work in story group. I like to imagine things and see how, like, what if we're down this road and bringing in other things um, for characters, obviously, that we all would love uh, and seeing where they go and seeing how that fits into the, the giant galaxy itself. I also think that, you know, like you said, you know, the artists and, and the writers and such, and they're drawing a lot of things that don't make it the screen or don't necessarily make it into production. But, you know, they're just what we talked about earlier. Um, just having those, those fandoms from young and saying, Hey, what will this new villain look like? You know, oh, I have no idea. I'm just going to start sketching out and I oh, mean, he's a really mean, or he's got a, you know, face mask or he's, you know, he walks this way or something like that, you know, and they can create something that's just so unique and different. And like you said, maybe it doesn't make it to the, to the, you know, screen, but essentially shows an idea, um, that is, you know, just Purely out of love for uh, this franchise. So I think I'd I work in some kind of creative
1: department or something uh, and test my skills there. So, so you managed to say that at Lucasfilm you want to work at a creative department. So basically, you want every job in the company? Is that? <laughs> maybe maybe not, That's- like, I don't know, taking out the trash. I guess I would do that too. But that is, Let's just pretend like you have to pick one. Have to pick one you job. You have to pick one. Otherwise, we can't hire you. Oh, boy. You know, down. That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> t- they can't hire you. Um,
2: I think I'd go with a writer when uh, the writers yeah That'd be good.
1: Uh, Sitting sit with the story group um, on that on that panel there. So like a writer just of like of scripts for books for the series for films or like a, a writer for the story group, which that doesn't really exist. You just really nail it hard, aren't you? I am. Uh, well, this is these are the hard hitting questions that you need to answer. This, 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 this is, is what the people want to know. <laughs> Jason is is our our meet our medium to channel everything. He knows what's oh, up. Yes. I'm what's still up. waiting for you to nail it down. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: all right,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'd be a fictional writer. Uh, I think uh, you know, give me have the story. Give me an assignment to hey, we got a new you know, Beau Fett uh book we're going to launch and here's kind of some of the pieces we want to go with you know take it away and and uh let's write a you know a hunt or a boafette you know story or or whatever the case may be but
1: i'd definitely be on assignment uh to write a novel or something uh for lucasfilm there you go there you go. that's cool i think that that suits (laughs) you well although uh you and jason working in trenches uh creating and designing would be pretty cool too Be fun. a lot of fun
3: all right what do you think dan
1: I think, uh, I don't even know a thing about Story Group all the way. In fact, I, I just think about how, I mean, I already know some of the guys in there pretty well and I can just imagine the conversations they have and how in-depth oh, yeah. the characters and the debates and just to be a part of that and just to have my a notepad or a laptop and just be typing and talking and talking with them. I think that would be great. Now, I would run into the very beautiful dilemma of Loathing spoilers and realizing I would find out stuff years before they came out. That's right. That's right. But I guess for me, I mean, that would be my time to, in, to be surprised for the first time in that environment. And since I love anticipation more than just about anything, including the moment and the memory, I think that I could just relive it once everybody else relived it, too. And, I, and if I was on the story group, then I would also be able to know <coughs> something that Corey didn't know forever, and I could always text him. Around. <laughs> that's right. That's
2: true for me, yeah. One-up me all the time. That's right. That's kind of our running thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's interesting, too. You know, you talk about working for Lucasfilm and the and getting to know the spoilers and stuff, but what do you guys think? You would have a lot of pressure? You know, obviously you're running a big franchise, and hey, you've got an assignment to do this this piece of work or you know you have to do something uh, that you know a lot of fans are gonna have a lot of opinions on. I think there'd be a lot of pressure. Um
1: what do you think Jason? I know what I think but I wanna know what uh, Jason thinks.
3: if I'd done something like that, well it, I'd understand Corey's dilemma on picking because after you guys said I was like man I would do any one of those two but <laughs> <laughs> but being on anything I'd have to live Obi Wan style in a hut way out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) because I told I told 30 people about this podcast (laughs) I was like I don't know if I could not tell anybody
1: that's so cool I to me it's like I, I wouldn't feel pressure because pressure is for people who are unprepared and if I was fortunate enough to get to that point they must have seen something in me to believe that I could do it and because the story group is not just one or two people, it's it's a, it's a collaboration of a, of a lot of incredibly intelligent, insightful yeah. people who love their Star Wars like no other. If there was something that was bad, it's not like it's pinned down to one person. And, you know, everybody can get a chance to sort of weed through and pick the best. And so far there really haven't been any missteps besides that yeah. weird sluggish slug thing in, in Rogue One that um, tries to mind wipe Bodie Rook. <laughs> other than that, everything's been a home <laughs> run, so... I really would I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think it would just be it'd just be a labor of love.
3: All right, you guys ready for the next one?
1: Yeah, Cool. All
3: right. Uh, well, how did uh, Dan, you and Corey get started and run with the idea of getting a podcast? This may be the hundredth time you've heard this, but
1: no, it's it's fun. I like answering it because it just it just. If not for this happening, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to meet you or Craig Dickinson or. Aaron Harris or you know so many other wonderful people that we've gotten to know because of the show and I I am I'm a teacher and uh, I have a long I had a long commute before I was married and I like to listen to podcasts I love the Tony Kornheiser show and I love the indie cast and like you Jason when I found out there was a Star Wars podcast at that time it was the original force cast I thought whoa these guys talk about Star Wars every week and I can listen to them whenever mm-hmm. whenever I want to. And it's like, it's always fresh. I was just so excited about that. And I listened for years and I was really lucky. I got to be on the IndyCast one time because Ed was gracious enough to give me the title of IndieCast fan club president. And so he interviewed me and we talked for like an hour. And I, and when, as soon as he called and talked to me and I saw his name light up on Skype, he was, Hey Dan. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm talking to this guy that I've been hearing on the, on my car stereo for years and now he's talking to me like he's my friend. And I just thought, this is something, this is magic. This is something really cool. I want to be a part of this. I want to give people this feeling that I'm feeling right now. But what would I do? What would I talk about? How do you even do a podcast? Where do you even start? So I started uh, kind of casually researching it. And sort of during that process, uh, my future wife, who is, of course, my wife now, uh, Deanna said, hey, I have a nephew. His name's Corey. And I was at their house the other day and he has this office and it's got Superman stuff in it. And I thought that is so cool. I got to meet this guy and I also got to get an office with Superman (laughs) stuff. So eventually he and I met and we hit it off right away and we just started talking about star Wars and sports and superheroes and comics. And I think mostly comics the first time and it was just great. And then, um, I just, it just kept hitting me and I just couldn't get away with it. And I found, and then Corey said, Hey, let's go get some lunch or something. And I thought this is, I'm going to ask him if he wants to do a podcast, if he and I are talking and we're having a good time. Cause I think is that, was that the day that we went and saw Captain America and Cowboys and the aliens or was that that was, Yeah,
2: I think that, that was before we actually started recording. Yeah, um, it was. So we were still ramping up the friendship, kind of see where we kind of, had, you know, our lives kind of settled that. Yeah. And you know, like you said, Dan, it's it's one of those things that to, it's hard to say like, oh, what, what sparked the idea? Obviously, you had a lot of podcasts and, you know, in your repertoire and, and we kind of combing through them and seeing what was a, the best layout and kind of you had to, that mindset in your head. You said hey, you kind of presented the idea to me and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm down with that, you know, and thinking like, oh, I'll just be like hanging out, talking about Star Wars. And you agreed right sudden, away.
1: We were, yeah, in, was, we were in the parking lot in the car at Starbucks. At Starbucks, yeah. And I, said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, it was just funny. And I said, hey, I have an idea. I I think we should do a podcast. I want to do one for a while. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then all of a sudden it hit us. Well, what are we going to talk about? What are, what's our topic going to be? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, the other thing too, Dan, You know, we went through a lot, a lot of things that day, I think. We were talking in the car and that mm-hmm. conversation kind of spurred the moment of like, you probably should be co- recording this or yeah. you know, this would be a good conversation now just One because
1: – One of us said that. I can't remember who. probably depends on when probably we talk probably, the story. It's probably me. probably was me, Like the origin yeah.
3: story.
2: Exactly. There you go.
1: Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was it Jerry Sewell yeah. or Joe Schuster? I don't know. <laughs> That's right.
2: That's good. Um, yeah. I, it's the other thing too is that we kind of try to settle on like a topic and we were obviously uh, a lot of fandoms out there. But we just kept settling back on Star Wars. And it really was just on the cusp of the announcement. Um, and that kind of kicked things off a lot. You know, I think— Was it before uh, or
1: after the announcement?
2: I, can't, I think it was before we kind of had the—we were circling Star Wars a little bit more just because it was, you know, I think it was, it was ripe for for it's something to happen.
1: Yeah, I—we I, I, can Makes probably that out looking through the, my our calendars. But I remember—I do remember saying, why don't we just do it about Star Wars? And you said, <laughs> are we going to have enough to talk about? Yeah, and I said, "Yeah, we are." And heck, it's been four <laughs> years, and yeah, here we're you are. Run out of ideas, right? And we had, and then we um, we got together another day. We we did Michaels uh, in Germantown Hills, um, and we uh, I brought a notebook, and we just had a meeting, like we had our first little meeting, and we just made this huge outline, uh, and we wrote down a bunch of topics. And I think we've hit most of those topics. There's been quite a few that we haven't touched, but they've kind of melded into multiple ideas. And we just ran with it. And then one of the most fun things is he and I basically taught each other through YouTube or asking Ed Dulles from the IndieCast or Mike Pilot from Full Assist and they would give us tips constantly. In fact, I look at them quite often just to get ideas about things. And then tell Jason, Corey, tell Jason about our first actual experience recording.
2: It was the worst experience of my life. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, did I say out loud? Was I on this mic on? Uh, no, it, <laughs> it, was, was, it was. It was. So we sat in my office. It was grueling. Uh, you should have worn was, deodorant. It had. He shut it. Uh, <laughs> it was four
1: hours of twenty minutes worth of material, dude. Um, it, was, and, it was. It was eighteen hours. It wasn't eighteen yes, hours. It was. It was. I got to your house about mm, four o'clock, maybe. And then I Maybe. think I got home about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's not eighteen hours. Well, it's You're I'm bad. an English teacher.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah. There you go. Anyway, it, it was, was a one, lot. It was a sure. long time for twenty we shared minutes. Mic, too. Yes, we did. Right. And that was one of the problems because our his mic was picking up mine and vice versa. And we couldn't figure out how to make that still. Oh, yeah. Well, we had multi-directional mics and we in our in our burgeoning um idiocy we didn't uh, <laughs> we didn't uh, quite figure that out until it was too late so we had to share one and then it was it so, recorded in stereo. So like when he talked it was in the left speaker when i talked it was a right speaker and if you listen to yeah. that first show it still is like that i don't know why i haven't fixed that but i need to fix it hey, don't that. fix it don't need a special edition no thanks
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uncut version
1: That's
3: right. <laughs> so do you guys record together are you in the same room right now or do you do it separate now? I mean, is that old honestly, school way of being together?
1: No, I, honestly, um, if, if once I get this uh, office finished, and we're getting close, actually, um, we're going to set it up where we can. But ever since our second episode, we've done this via Skype. He only lives like yeah. less than five minutes from me, but we just do it via Skype. And I think it sounds really good. And he and I can text each other and give each other direction about where we want to do. Who should ask the next question? What we're going to say, that kind of stuff, and it, it's gone pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And,
2: and we always, you know, kind of joke that I'm coffee coffee West, you're coffee company East.
1: You know, yeah, that's right.
2: And and you know, it's it's just worked out this well uh, so far, and we really hasn't we haven't changed at all, matter of fact. Um,
0: what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
2: Uh, just been doing over the years and learning the tricks of the trade, and
1: yeah.
2: um, you know, just yeah, just, it seems like it's been forever. I mean, as, as far as just doing a podcast itself, and we have a lot of folks who write into us uh, asking how we got started and wanting knowing tips and kind of inspiring inspiring them. I think that's the most fun part. I think about podcasting itself is inspiring other Star
3: Star Wars fans to start their own Star Wars podcast and get in on the fun. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love your guys's format and you could tell you guys are buds and Dan, you give him Corey crap all the time. I know you guys are <laughs> I <was laughs> like, I like these. I'll just like the banter between you two, even though it's about star Wars, well, you got to be able to listen to two people, you know, for a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, you got to be able to do that. I mean, it was easy with you guys. I was like, you guys are, yeah, it was a great show. That's like very kind of
1: you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks very much. Truly.
3: Yeah. And the no spoilers, I love that, because I've am almost went dark already. Seriously. On I episode know. eight.
1: I know. And I don't blame I,
3: I'm scared there's going to be a trailer, and I don't know if I can not, not watch it. You know, it's...
1: Oh. Well that, yeah, that I'm, I will have to watch the trailer. But other than uh, that,
3: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because I knew Ryan, they made a big announcement about being on a panel. Mm-hmm. Are you, oh, speaking of, sure. of that, are you
1: guys... Are you guys going to celebration? Oh heck yes! Are you? Have, are you?
3: Oh, I was going. I was wanting to. I don't
1: think it's going to work out. Oh man, I love. We'd love to shake I your hand.
3: I know that'd be cool to meet. Yeah, I could totally meet you guys. It's well, just meet all these people. Yeah, just. It's just that's but that's another great thing about Star Wars. You know, it's just.
1: Well, how just close know. are you to Orlando? Uh, I mean, you have to here, tell you the exact geographic uh, location. All your fans will go chase you, but. <laughs> uh
3: it's about a 15 hour drive down
1: oh that's
2: about i did that a couple of weeks ago yes, i we drove to florida so i it's no big deal to tonight you know just a couple, a couple red bulls or something like that and you're gonna go yeah that's
3: some oh. podcasts and some red bulls got me there before <laughs> for Disney. World. yeah we went to disney world last summer and cool did you tweet about I, that i feel
1: like i saw that
3: yeah, I tweeted something about you guys getting me down there. <laughs>
1: I think that's, oh, like that's I for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, no, we we love celebration. We uh, we're gonna talk quite a bit about it later. Um and we we've got a lot of plans for stuff. We know there's a lot of exciting things that are going to happen and I mean it's <laughs> not official, we're not spoiler people, but it's it would almost be oh. silly not to think there won't be a trailer for The Last Jedi there.
3: Oh yeah and I'll watch it but yeah it's yeah. <laughs> they'll release something you have sure. got to oh yeah alright so uh, how many times do you guys have to watch a new Star Wars film in the theater before you feel satisfied that you can actually wait till it comes out on Blu-ray 77 times I think that's
2: my number <laughs> is that too high No. I think that's Those are, are to, to, that's how many
1: times you're supposed to forgive someone
2: oh oh that's dang that's right forget that um, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because as a fan and these things are coming out, uh, it's become pretty expensive to go to the, the theater and see it multiple times. I remember seeing, um, Force Awakens uh, four times in the theater and, um, Rogue One, I saw that twice. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, twice. I feel like that's. Um, right. yeah, I thought I saw it three times. I may mean, I'm wrong, but, um, but yeah, was, it's, yeah, go ahead. it's, well, I was going to say, it's, you know, how do you feel about going to have to see it? I mean, like, it's almost like a, it's like a want, I guess it's like, yeah, I want to go see it. You know, once I've seen it, I want to see it again. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things, I think it's an experience and to be able to see it with other people. I, I think that's the most fun. I, you know, going on with your close group or your, your close friends or family, you know, the first time around or. You know, your best buddy or something like that, and, and going to see it the first time around is is fun. But then, you know, taking um, I don't know if *The Force Awakens*. I am with my parents who just wanted to go because they, you know, it's just an experience. Uh, I think to go see a Star Wars film in theaters, and that's why they wanted to go. I mean, you know, they weren't like hardcore fans or anything, but it was fun to see it with them. And uh, then the reverse kind of happened in seeing *Rogue One*. Uh, we had an extra ticket. My dad got to go, which was an incredible experience. I, it's just, it's so much fun to be able to do that with, uh, the loved ones in our lives. And, uh, I think that's when it's the best. And now how many times, I mean, I I don't, know. there's a specific number for me to be able to say, Oh, that's, that's it for me. I I can go see it. Sometimes I'll sit around, you know, for a couple of weeks afterwards and go, man, I really wish I could skip work or, you know, you know, you know, go out on a Saturday and go check it out again. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm I'm pretty similar. When I first saw your question, because we we chatted, of course, a little bit before we started the tape, um, I, I thought you meant before like you're satisfied with what you've seen and you've ingested. Because the first time I saw The Force Awakens, which is almost ad nauseum at this point, I <laughs> I loved it, but I had a hard time because I had known about the big reveal of Kylo Ren in Han Solo, and so that was I had a hard time ingesting that because I was so frustrated that that was it not received the first time the way i wanted to on the big screen so i watched but i still loved it and i saw it again right away and in, uh, in las vegas actually with my wife and it oh, was yeah. it was great it was great And her and that kind of hits on the head what Corey had uh, addressed a few moments ago for me star wars is a community experience and the more people in the theater the better and the people i'm seeing it with I saw Rogue One for the second time with my father-in-law on Christmas Day on the in the evening, and just seeing it with them, Or and I saw it later with my mom and my brother, and that was just like our tradition. I mean, Mom took us to the Star Wars movies when I was a little kid, and so now we take her, and I just think there's something beautiful in, about that. The synergy, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, thank you. And, and so for me, it's just I don't have an organic, I don't have an actual time, but organically I just sort of know. I saw The Force Awakens seven times in the theater, and I realize for Brian Young, that's like a weekend. But for me, <laughs> I I, I don't want to see it. I don't know. Like, I saw Rogue One three times, and I was satisfied. And it wasn't because I didn't yeah. love it. In fact, I think it's very powerful. And I was just thinking yesterday about how much I can't wait to see it again. So it just sort of depends. I mean, to put it in perspective, when uh, the special editions came out in 97, I saw Star Wars and Empire three times each even though I'd seen them both a million times. So I saw them both three times each in the theater. And then when Jedi came out, I just saw it once and I was satisfied. And it wasn't because I didn't like Jedi as much, but I just, at that point I felt like I was good. What about, what about you? Yeah. Uh,
3: I've seen, yeah, I saw force awakens four or five times. And then I saw rogue one, I believe four times, maybe five, but there were, you know, I like the excitement of, the pre ordering on that date, and I'll usually get it. And you know, there's the midnight release thing almost isn't mid, it's a seven o'clock on a Thursday evening now. Yes, is when the movie actually comes out. So, thank god. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I show my daughter all the trailers, and I'm like, do you want to go see this? And she'll be like, yes. <laughs> so, I'll get a ticket for her, you know, and that seven o'clock show, and she enjoys going and doing that. So, it's a family thing for us too. But there are those rogue times where me and my significant other are going to shopping or what have you or out to dinner. And I'm like, Hey, rogue one's playing at this theater <laughs> and I order tickets on my phone, you know, in the car. And then we're in there watching it, but she wanted to see, you know, she enjoyed seeing it too, but I like watching it from different aspects. Of the movies, like I'll watch all the action and then I'll pay close attention to the dialogue. And the next time I'll pay close attention to something else. And, Rogue One is so full of Easter eggs. Even after the fact I saw it the fourth time or something on the internet, you know, all the Easter eggs, you know, all these things that come up because you like Star Wars they are like every Easter egg in Rogue One. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to click on that, but I do. Cause did I miss something? And then I found out, I'm like, how did I miss that? And I almost want to go watch it just to see that on the big screen before, you know, mm-hmm. cause I never saw the originals. Originally <laughs> I had to wait to the late nineties releases of the special editions. And then I went crazy there four or five times. A piece.
2: I might say this too, you know, um, I've seen my, my favorite all time favorite film is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I've seen Same. it. Pro- I, I can't even count the times I've seen that. And, uh, it was a few, I don't know, five or six years ago. It was out uh, on IMAX. And I thought I got to see this in the theater. Cause I never saw it when it came out in theaters. And, um, I got to experience this. And that was a different kind of feeling too, because you know, having only seen it on, you know, VHS, uh, back in the day or on TV or whatever, and, you know, seeing it in the theater and, you know, I actually brought my kids with me because they'd never seen it. And just to have that experience in the theater, I think that's a big thing to do nowadays. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's a vacation in a sense, um, you know, the essence of experiencing something we love. So I think in that way, it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I don't think there has to be – no set number means you like anything more than the other. It's just after you're pretty much full of it and can wait to watch in your living room. So uh, with Disney now having a few years under its belt, uh, running everything, do you like the way the direction Lucasfilm is headed? And We just brought up – you guys just brought up uh, Indiana Jones, and I believe they are going to do another one of those maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean, do you guys like the way everything's going? The movie every year, the way that the books and the comics have been
1: with Star Wars. I I think it's 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 almost perfect. I mean, honestly, and not a lot of things are perfect. Um, only one person, and I think it's been wonderful. I I feel like it's uh, revitalized the franchise in ways that we've honestly never seen throughout the history consistently of the of Star Wars in general. I think there's always stuff coming on. That's great. There's so many different avenues and ways to ingest it. More people are involved. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just a product of the times. But I feel like more people. Like I'll, I'll put it this way: I don't think I would have gotten a chance to write for stars if Disney didn't own it. Because I feel like they just sort of opened doors a little bit more than than uh, how it was originally. And I have nothing to officially prove that, but I, it's just sort of a, a feeling I get. And I just feel, I just feel like there's so much care and passion in, let's, I mean, it's not all sugar and spice. They want to make money and they're doing a great job of doing that. As far as the movies coming out every year, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if I had to wait, if there was like a, an off year or two for Star Wars movies, I would be more than fine with that. I mean, sure. It would be rough the off years, but I like the wait. I think that encourages and promotes quality and enthusiasm for a product instead of just kind of going like cattle. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that as a pejorative. Yeah. I mean more like yeah, I agree with just you. more excitement to that. You know, when uh, the, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's Marvel movies every year, but the fact that you have to wait years between Guardians of the Galaxy movies just makes it more fun and more fresh. I mean, look how we're drinking in these little commercials and trailers or, or seeing Chris Pratt and Robert Downey Jr. and that little Avengers Infinity War thing that came out recently online. It just It just creates more buzz. That being said... Until there is a misstep, I'm not going to wait for one to happen because I just feel like they they really get the best of the best of the best to do these things and to work on these things and there's so much love and care and not just because of money, but because they love what they're doing. They love contributing to this texture.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And I will say when, you know, when it was first kind of taken on, I didn't have any expectations i didn't know i mean i knew they handled the marvel movies really well mm-hmm. so we knew they could kind of hold hold their own as far as you know taking on big franchises and like i said marvel's done a great job of, of building a large universe in itself by small movies kind of like ant-man to you know like you said larger movies like avengers civil war or something like that or captain america civil war and uh, they 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 build these characters i think they build uh you know we get to liking a certain character of this franchise and looking back and saying oh he's gonna be in that film because you know he's a, a tie to that character or a cameo or something like that and that's i think what they're trying to do with star wars is build off what already is ingrained uh in these characters we love so much we we definitely see like i think rug on was the biggest you know risk i guess in the essence of like you know off shooting a star wars film it seems almost like why would you're crazy to do that but they did it and they did it so well i mean I, I think it was it shows so much of how much like you said Dan they care about these characters and care about this franchise because they're showing us they can tell stories in in and out of the Star Wars franchise upside down right side up and still beholden to you know keeping these characters fresh original and and, and you know merchandising comes along with it as well though I think they, they handle it really well they don't they do overdo it but I think that's 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 what they do. They try to hit every generation of fan they can with something that they're interested in, so they can get maximized the the most they can out of each of these releases. And as far as coming out, you know, once a year, it's funny because a couple guys at work I were talking about Rogue One recently. They're like, "Oh yeah, the next movie stars or Star Wars movie comes out in a few, you know, a few months six, six seven, eight months." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's kind of right. It's weird to think that like you know, just a few months will go by." And here we are at another Star Wars movie. And is that jarring? I, like I said, I think a little bit. you know. But has it hurt my, my fandom with like other franchises such as Marvel? I don't think so. I mean I've enjoyed the stories because they're a little bit different, each of them. And they're stretching the Skywalker stories out just a little further so we can kind of get a taste of things in between. So, I mean, like I said, Dan, I, they're not necessarily had a misstep yet. I don't want them to. Um, but, you know, I'd say keep on rolling the money train.
1: I still think though, regardless of the anticipation of episode seven versus Rogue One, I still think that as much as I loved Rogue One, loved, loved it, and the whole experience and everything that we did to promote it and all the fun we had, I still think sitting in the theater when it was about to start, even though I had an intense adrenaline, it was nothing like The Force Awakens. And part of that was just waiting to see Han, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill get on screen. Sure. Knowing oh, yeah. that I had just been in the theater to yeah. see one, you know nine, ten months ago, because Force Awakens was in theaters for a while. Um, Sure. It just, it still wasn't quite the same. Does that make sense? Well, there was no investment. I mean, like, I think, too, it's like we were waiting for Force
2: Awakens for, you know, almost 30 years or so just to get, you know, if, you know, fandom-wise, as far as, like, getting to know the next chapter. And that was such a, we're, you know, wedding our appetite with all these, like, little previews. All of a sudden, you know, Rogue One comes around. It's like, we don't know these characters. We don't necessarily know what's kind of going on. But, you know, we'll give it a shot. You know, it'll be fun. Go you know, to Star Wars. And, lo and behold, they did a good job. I'm excited for the next one.
3: Yeah. I, I agree with you guys. Both points. There was Episode 7, and that was when well, they announced it was in 2012 when Disney was purchased. Yeah. So we were foaming at the mouth already, and then they announced, "Hey, there's gonna be a new trilogy." so there was three years of build up there automatically on top of waiting, you know, and people, the prequels, you know, after Revenge of the Sith and all that, just waiting on to see if you know there's always that uh that urban legend of well, um, you know, if it was true or not, but that Lucas had, you know, the set of nine movies and he plucked out, you know, to start that original trilogy. So there was always this lore of fandom or geeks or whatever you want to call it that, you know, there was three more movies to be made and then they announced that that was just huge to me to hear that. And not to, it's like Corey was saying. Not Rogue One was awesome in and of itself, but the buildup for Seven and then Eight. I mean, it's it's Luke Skywalker. That is my ultimate. Yeah. You know, he is the guy. He he had no training. He had he had the roughest road. You know, he just flew by the seat of his pants. You know, and he is where he is now. I mean, his, uh, that story is just awesome to me of Luke Skywalker, and I just I can't wait to see Eight.
1: And isn't it crazy to know that there's more Luke Skywalker coming with Mark Hamill? Yeah. And with Luke at his prime, it's it's insane. That's,
3: well, and that goes back to when I read Legends, I liked when Luke was around this age, I believe 30 years after Endor, those books where he was so powerful, but as smart as Yoda, they made him, I mean, you know, in some of whatever books we read or whatever, but I just liked I want to see what they do with him, how powerful he is and how he handles being that powerful with, you know, nobody else to help him. Just to see how this character turns out, I just can't wait to see what happens to him. You know, he was on a he was on a moisture farm and then, you know, he was destroying the Death Star right at the same end of the movie. You know, it's just crazy. This kid, I mean, I love the story of him
1: it's a he he it's a ma- it really is inspiring i mean all the things he accomplishes I can barely make my bed every day <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not true. That's good but yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. uh it's pretty I know what you mean. Yeah, it's inspiring it's just inspiring to know you can come from from very very humble uh inauspicious you know, beginnings to become the most significant person you know to to a great many people it's it's kind of like uh, the journey to become a, a husband and a father, really, in a way.
3: Trials and learning on your own, yeah, that's, that's
1: right. And, and learning to, you
3: may have some guidance here and there, but they're not. It's not always there. So. That's right.
1: And you have to learn to uh, defend for yourself for the greater good. Is uh, it, is there anything else, uh, Jason? Before we you go, obviously we have to ask you the five questions that we ask every guest on Coffee with Kenobi. But what else? I mean, this is still your show, of course. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up uh, before our, our coffee runs out? Have you, have either of you seen a 70 millimeter film? I haven't. I, I've always wanted to, but I never have. Yeah, I have I've, a... I have never
3: you seen have them. Oh, you haven't? Have no. The State Museum near where I'm at has that capability, and I always miss out on it. They had, you know, a lot of... Uh, not just Star Wars films, but a lot of Nolan films will be in 70 millimeter. And I cool. still haven't. I was just wondering if you guys had ever seen any and experienced that.
1: There's none where in the vicinity where we live. We'd have to go to Chicago, which is a little over two hours away, which we would definitely do. But I mean, it's it's never happened. It's always it's always been on sort of my uh, my cinephile bucket list.
3: Yeah, I'm lucky enough. It's Indianapolis and isn't too far from me, and they have one there in the state museum.
1: That's cool. We we were at Indianapolis a few years ago for Indiana Comic Con. Yeah,
3: yeah. You guys saw a lot. Well, I was at that very convention. I think I tweeted that to you ahead. guys.
1: That's right. Yeah, Leia. Leia was. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. Did you, did you yeah. get to talk to Carrie Fisher?
3: No, we didn't.
1: No, that was that when uh, in our the school newspaper, the school where I work, they um they did a little thing about Carrie Fisher, and they they put the picture in the school paper of. Corey and I with Carrie Fisher, and then they really got a lot of conversation going because I think she really uh, impacted a lot of people, obviously.
3: That was pretty devastating, but...
1: It was, I, I do want to say, I want to give a shout to um, the most recent Lattes with Leia. They they did a wonderful job, Amy and Drea did, and they talked for a while uh, about uh, what it means to be bipolar, and it was very educated and very loving and very, very honest and intelligent, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback about the job that it is. So I want to, I really want to uh, thank them for what they did because it, I think it's important. I think Carrie Fisher would appreciate educating uh, that mental illness is a, is a real thing. It's, it's something to take seriously. Well, so
2: Dan, we'll go ahead and yeah. jump in our, our five questions here. I'll start with the first one. Sure, uh, Jason, what's your favorite
1: star Wars movie?
3: It would have to be empire strikes back.
1: Who or what is your favorite character?
3: Hmm. That Luke Skywalker takes the cake.
2: what is your favorite line of dialogue or film moment uh it'd be a
3: moment and it's yoda testing luke on dagobah and then the revelation where luke realizes who he's been talking to and who he has no patience at all with (laughs) and then how that kind of I, i love that whole where he lands, he meets him and the whole scene in the hut. I mean, that's, that's great to me.
1: That's no one has ever said that. That makes me very happy that that is a, awesome. a wonderful moment. And it's, it's sort of unexpected because it's, it's just a lot of things for a lot of reasons. And I remember when I was thinking, this guy's Yoda, but he's yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot in that. Wasn't there? Yeah. And then I also, he got really serious. I'm like, well, this is like a different person. And of course now Yoda's, if he's not my favorite character, he's my second favorite. That's cool. So if you collect, what is your favorite Star Wars collectible that you own?
3: Um, I have a few things. I don't collect too much, but if I find something in a sale aisle and I've got ai I used to have a Beckett or, you know, like a, a toy guide on me and would check. And sometimes they'd have things marked down so much. I'd pick them up if it was worth it. And I found a, uh, it was a cantina band in a, a tin and it's got uh, artwork on it, on the tin. And it's probably my favorite piece. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's always interesting to see some ways, you know, collectible that they had. it just is unique to them. I, I always like hearing that question. So that's, that's, that's great. Um,
3: what particular messages or themes about Star Wars resonate or speak to you? Uh, Um, I like, I love the story. I mean, I love Luke Skywalker's story and like we were talking about earlier, I guess, where no matter where you came from or what, you know, your beginnings were, that's not, that doesn't define you. And there's always room for change or to do good. It seems like in Star Wars, redemption can always come at any point. And it's just a good story. I think it's, you know, good message, good story in there.
1: That that's about about as good a place to um, wrap up as we could have. And it's it's really, Jason. Honestly, it's it's really been an absolute pleasure. Not only getting to know you through uh, email through this experience, but but getting a chance to have a cup of coffee with you and talk about it. it's just so cool. I know. I'm sure I speak for and I say It's just so wonderful to talk to star wars fans and just get their perspective and show you know there i think sometimes there's sort of a a, a bit of a stereotype that some stars fans don't get along and there's a lot of you know rivalry or just sort of animosity you know, yeah. animosity but i i would say 99.9 percent of the time all i run into is is warm happy cool people who like talking about stars so i i appreciate uh getting this moment to chat with you jason
3: yeah, I, would, I really appreciate Dan and Corey for giving me the chance, and just a great podcast and a great couple of guys. And it was, I'm humbled to be on here, and I appreciate it.
1: You're very kind. I hope that uh, if, not necessarily this celebration, although that would be obviously ideal. We hope someday to um, to cross your path and uh, get a real cup of coffee with you. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I'll.
3: I may wing it on celebration. You never know. I don't know. If <laughs> well, you see some know, weird man. guy with an orange shirt on, like, hey, Dan, Corey, that's probably me. Awesome. <laughs> well,
1: that would be great. That'd be great. And, and don't
3: call don't call security. <laughs>
1: no, we won't. We won't. <laughs> and for for all of you listening now, if you're thinking, what this was this was awesome. I would love to get a chance to do something like this. Well, it's it's very, very possible. You just uh go on to our main coffee with Kenobi.com and click on our, our, Patreon button located at the top left and, and uh, contribute wherever you uh, want to, wherever you see fit. And you're entered into a drawing every that we do every, well, really twice a year, but every month that you contribute, you get a certain amount of uh, tickets for lack of a better word, put into the proverbial hat. And then we draw and whoever draws, they get to run the show. And, and you saw Jason has obviously just set the bar very, very high but you know what kind of show you can have uh, with uh, right. with the Coffee with Kenobi and Patreon. So definitely feel free to check that out and um, a lot of other perks that go into it besides the show like mugs and t-shirts and uh, we mention you on each show and there's a lot of other things that we're sort of experimenting with too, including our uh, exclusive show that That's we right. do once a month. And actually, our last one where we kind of got a little more... Um, other things we don't like as much about Star Wars, which we don't often get into. Yeah, that was really we had interesting. Fun with that. And Jason, that was, I know that was a great. I liked that, Yeah, that was good. That was cool. What What would you suggest? Like, what was the formula for that that you think works so well?
3: Well, you guys, I like the what you didn't like, and you guys were bringing up points about you know, it's always it's easy to talk about things that we like about Star Wars or other things, but when you guys got into what you didn't like, and then explaining that. I mean, I agreed with you on something, you know, mm-hmm. some people probably like, yeah, they, that's a good point, And they, or they feel the same, you know, I like that.
1: That's awesome. Well, um, Jason, obviously after this, especially people are going to want to reach out to you if they want to ask you a question and just say hello, where can people get in touch with you?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at it's at Jason Hall, 1138. And that's the easiest way to just say something or,
1: Draw a line. For sure, and we will definitely put that in the show notes. Jason, definitely good uh, child to chat with you. Hopefully we'll have you on again sometime in the future because this was great. This was great fun. You obviously know your Star Wars and good guy, and we appreciate all you do for uh, our show and for spreading the positivity of what it what it means to be a, a positive uh, member of the Star Wars fan community. So thank you, sir. Uh,
3: thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it. I always will. Hey, this has been great. And I was nervous coming in, but you guys made it easy. It was once we got talking, it was, I, I love it. It's a great show. Chewie, get us out of here!
1: If you would like to respond to our question of the show, have a comment, or just want to say hello, send us an email or mp3 at feedback at coffeewithkenobi.com. Or if you have a specific question or comment for either of us individually, email us at danz at coffeewithkenobi.com or c at coffeewithkenobi.com. Or visit us at coffeewithkenobi.com and click on the Contact Us section or comment on one of the stories featured on the site. If you enjoy the show, please write a review in iTunes or Stitcher. You can also like the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Coffee with Kenobi, as well as keep up to date at our Twitter feed at Coffee with Kenobi. You can also find us on Tumblr at coffeeofkenobi.tumblr.com. If you enjoy the jazz music, the album is Eye to Eye by Steve Toro.
0: Give the evacuation code signal.
3: Move along. Move along.